You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcombe and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I am Michael Halcombe. And in this episode, we're thinking about the fallacy of the week. And boy, do we have a good one for y'all. So on the docket this week, we're wondering about the question, is gluttony equivalent to homosexuality? Is being fat equivalent to engaging in homosexual activity? Is overeating the same or equivalent to engaging in sexually immoral acts? And I think you know what I'm going to say to that. Uh, The answer is no, but let me show you uh, where this is coming from. Another way that it has been put is, uh, will there be gay people in heaven? Will there be fat people? Right. That's another way that um, I think uh, not too long ago, Craig Groschel or whatever his name is, um, the guy from Triple X Church, he he said this is a, it was a while back, actually. But so this is the issue. And uh, there's a meme floating around. I saw a United Methodist pastor posted on his social media this week and then a former United Methodist professor uh, reshare it. And so in this episode. Uh, I want to show it to you and show you just how absurd and fallacious it is. So if you're watching, uh, here it is on the screen. The person who posted it said, we tend to be right picky when we decide what to condemn and what to accept, aren't we? I think you meant, don't we? But um, anyways, you can see the meme here. It has, if you're just listening, uh, the location is a restaurant, a burger restaurant. And there's a guy standing at a cash register, and uh, there's a customer coming up to the cash register. He's got money in his hand, and um, on the cash register, it's kind of grainy in the picture, but it says, we don't serve the angry, lazy, greedy, proud, lustful, envious, or gluttons, the divorced, the liars, and so on. So that's, that's a poster on the cashier counter. Anyways, this this fat guy, this overweight guy comes up to the restaurant counter and the guy running the cashier says, I'm sorry, sir, but gluttony is a sin and it would compromise my religious beliefs to enable your sinful lifestyle. Okay, now this seems this seems like a a gotcha, haha, gotcha kind of post. But really, if we just stop for a few minutes and analyze what's going on here, there are numerous fallacies. And in fact, in almost every meme there are, but uh, certainly in this one. And I, I want to say as we, as I get started here too, you know, um, this, this point of like, hey, if something violates someone else's conscience, they shouldn't do it or be forced to do it regardless of the circumstance. Um, For example, I just saw a sign this week that's also floating around social media of a store. And in the store window, there were two pictures and it said, we don't serve something. In fact, we don't serve MAGA here as people, I guess, who voted for Donald Trump or Republican. And then and right next to that, there was another piece of paper that said, uh, we don't sell to churches that refuse to fly rainbow flags, something of that um along those lines and and so 
am I as a Christian offended by that or as a person or if I were a Republican, would I be offended by that? No. Look, if someone wants to discriminate against me and doesn't want my business and wants to tell me that, then fine. I won't give you my money. I'll take my money elsewhere. Now, it may be more messed up in certain situations than others, uh, but fine. If someone doesn't want me to be a customer or a client and doesn't want my hard-earned money, I'm not going to give it to them. I'll go elsewhere, take my money elsewhere. And that is their right to discriminate against me if they so uh, believe, right? If they so desire me. So let's get that out of the way. A business owner should be able to buy, sell, and trade to whoever they want to, right? Um, without sort of compulsory... Uh, law or being forced out of compulsion to do that uh to sell buy sell trade with people they don't want to right same goes for these christians who don't want to uh bake cakes for example that are helping celebrate um homosexual marriages right and they have to put you know design things on the cakes or put things on the cakes that just goes against their conscience they shouldn't have to do that. Um, so if someone wants to discriminate and doesn't want my business or yours, then fine. Maybe it's messed up, but we move on, take our money elsewhere. But let's get back to the fallacies here. Um, gluttony. One thing that this this meme is sort of one point that it's trying to make is that um, gluttony and all the other sins listed, but particularly gluttony and sexuality and the implication here is homosexuality or lgbt stuff um that it's it's somehow just as equal to uh gluttony or as bad as gluttony as anything else um but the reality is is that gluttony is very different than sexuality or sexually immoral acts uh, is gluttony is affecting uh, one's body and sexuality is affecting one's body, but also another's body, right? So there's a difference there. Um, so I would say that here we actually have what's called a fallacy of suppressed evidence. There is, in fact, a whole uh, realm of church history here and a whole theological realm in the background here and a scriptural realm. I mean, we only need to look as far as 1 Corinthians 6.18, right, where Paul says, every sin that a person does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his body or against the body, even against his own body is one way it can be put. So there's a there's categorically, like it's uh, a different sin. But even in, in church history, um, what we find is that it's always been this way, like there are different types of sins. And to act as if this isn't the case, especially from a pastor, a trained pastor and a trained professor, especially a philosophy professor, like they know better than this. There's uh, original sin. That's one. There's venial sin. There's uh, mortal sin. Like there's different kinds of sins on different tiers with different consequences. Uh, whether those immediate, those, those are immediate consequences or later consequences. Uh, we can think also too of like accidental sin, uh, an unknowing sin versus a purposeful sin, a knowing sin, a deliberate sin, what we call a willful sin, right? There's a difference between accidental and willful sin. 
Um, sometimes we can sin without knowing it and someone brings it to our attention. So there are levels and tiers and different kinds of sin and this meme ignores all that and it tries to equate all sins. This has never been the case in scripture. It's never been the case across church history that uh, th this is in fact one of the, I said this in a sermon recently, one of the greatest lies of modern society that all sins are equal. No, they're not. They're not. That's a huge lie. It's a myth. Uh, it's especially an evangelical myth. All sins are not equal. Right? Um, and we would do well to learn this sooner rather, rather than later. Now, the wages of all sin is equal. But that doesn't mean every sin is equal. I mean, no person is going to say that a homeless person stealing a banana is the equivalent of someone raping a child. Right? Nobody's going to say that. Um, no one's going to say that robbing a bank is the equivalent of stealing a candy bar. Nobody's going to say that, right? They're not equal. We just, we know this. Um, we know this just on a practical level, but also a theological level. We just know this, right? So um, we need to acknowledge here that what's going on is a fallacy of suppressed evidence. Uh, uh, scriptural evidence, church history evidence, theological evidence, so on and so forth. There's another fallacy going on here too, what I would maybe call a sleight of hand fallacy. Um, so Christians aren't saying, right, that taking wedding photos and baking cakes for gay couples or trans couples or whatever is enabling the gay couple or the trans couple. No Christian I know has ever said that. Like for a Christian photographer to take photographs for a gay wedding or to bake a gay a, a cake for a gay couple, um, none of them are saying that's enabling that lifestyle. No, they're saying, hey, it violates my conscience. It's against my beliefs to do that. And it's affecting me. Right. The argument is not about it's enabling them. The argument is it's about affecting me because it's going against my beliefs and my conscience. So the meme uh, does the sleight of hand there where it, it makes it about enabling or not the gay lifestyle when that's actually never been the debate or the point of the discussion. Right. So uh, this is important as well. There's another fallacy of suppressed evidence going on, by the way, I think here. Um I want to go back just for a minute to, uh, and I, I did touch on this, so maybe it's not another one, but um, this idea of, of all sins are equal. They're not. Um, or that all sins should be treated equal. Well, no, no. So let me circle back to this, this fallacy of suppressed evidence. Um, if you just look across the sweep of the canon of Scripture, like the Old and New Testament, um, even if you just looked in the New Testament, you'd find enough evidence for this. But go look at Leviticus 20. Right. You'll find uh, that these sexual offenses are sort of on different levels or tiers. Right. Um, you have in the Old Testament in Exodus 32, uh, this the the golden calf scene and it's called a great sin. Right. Um, you have in the Old Testament in various parts where it uh, says um, there are six things the Lord hates. 
seven that he despises. So there's a difference between what's going on between sins there and the New Testament of all kinds of blasphemies and then blasphemy against the spirit, which can never be forgiven. So different kinds of sins there. Um, in Matthew 23, we read about weightier matters of the law, lesser matters of the law. Uh, we also read about greater and lesser commandments in Matthew 5 and Mark 12. Um, we read in Luke 7 that some sins are forgiven more, right? So um, you can read in Ezekiel about greater abominations. And uh, just like in Leviticus and 1 Corinthians 5 and 6 and 7, right? You can read about um, the incest that's going on in Corinth uh, as a particularly great offense. And there are different degrees of um sexual immoralities meriting different uh, consequences and outcomes and penalties in first Corinthians first Corinthians 3 right i think it's uh, 10 through 17 so um we need to realize not all sins are equal that is not a biblical view it's not a scriptural view it's not a christian view it doesn't align with christian history that's an evangelical myth or a societal myth that evangelicals have largely bought into the Catholic Church has done a good job along the way um, recognizing different degrees and types of sin, and, and Protestants would do well to pay attention to that. Um, the last thing I want to point out, I think there's a moving the goalpost fallacy going on with this meme as well. Um, notice in the meme, the setting is at a restaurant, right? And this guy who's running the restaurant is feeding people. And feeding sinners has never been something that Christians have objected to, right? So if you have a Christian restaurant owner, he's not um, denying a gay person from eating there, right? Um, and so to shift the argument uh, to this kind of location and this kind of issue, well, nobody's arguing this. So you're moving the goalposts um, in the argument and shifting it sort of covertly to a different ground that nobody's actually arguing about anyway. We're talking about different kinds of businesses and this stuff within churches. That's what we're talking about. So, and I'll just say um, that we might have we have faulty analogy fallacy going on then that you know um it's it's absurd to think that letting fat people into a restaurant to eat or overweight people or gluttonous people into a restaurant to eat in public it's it's a faulty analogy fallacy to equate that with running a public place where gays can come in public and have sex with one another like the analogy doesn't even hold a restaurant serving food versus allowing lgbt people to come in and engage in whatever i, I don't know it's like a it's a faulty analogy the analogy doesn't hold up right um it's an absurd comparison really because again no like, christians aren't turning people away from eating in a restaurant, right? So it's also a faulty analogy um, uh, fallacy to compare baking a cake with running a restaurant. It's a faulty analogy. So all kinds of um, 
fallacies going on here. And it's really important to recognize these things and to be able to point them out. Memes are so punchy, right? And they they really can drive a point home quickly and they often do it with humor. And it's like, huh. Uh, but when you really stop and think about it, almost every meme um, is problematic in that it engages in a variety of fallacies. And this one is no different. So anytime you see someone using a meme to make a point, um, especially a theological point, you're like a red flag should be going up as usual. Alarms should be going off. Bells and whistles should be going off. You should recognize this and ask your question, where is the fallacy here? Or even better yet, where are the fallacies? Because if it's a meme, they're going to be present. Uh, that's just how jokes work. They play on fallacies and loopholes in thought and uh, word plays and ambiguity and sleights of hand and that sort of thing. And so we need to be able to recognize these things, even when something's humorous, something's funny, or when something gets a point across. All right. I hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills, but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.